still initializing. It is. It can take up to two minutes. It can. All Sometimes right. less. Right for us. One day, one That's day. You... Not me. That the the thing skips on its own. Hi, one everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Geek Spot News program. Uh, we are not on strike at the moment, um, although I thought about it today. But uh, thank you for joining us on Facebook, on YouTube, for seeing us on Instagram, our Facebook page, our YouTube page. That every week I tell you we're going to put videos up, and we don't put any videos up because I'm lazy. Um, thank you for still coming and saying hello to us. Like Charles. Hey, Charles. Like Charles, like your mom. Um, oh, look, GeekSpot News replied. That's new. <laughs> yeah, but it replied on YouTube to his Facebook comment, so it's just fan-fantastic. That's all right. Our producer is working overtime to get all this sorted yeah. out behind the scenes for us. Yeah, they do They do great work, those producers. Like, I'm Frank. That's Jack. Nope, that's Jack. Yeah, that's Jack. And uh, how how you doing, Jack? How was your week? It was good. It was good. Um, you know, busy. A lot of gigs. A couple local things. Uh, got my uh, my middle kid is getting ready to do a big production of Mamma Mia for Nishamity Summer Stock this week. So it's six shows between Wednesday and Sunday. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, and they put the whole show together in like three and a half weeks. And it's like apparently theater-ish quality uh, from what I understand the show every year. So I'm excited to see it. Awesome. Um, you know, did that. Didn't have a lot of time to watch some stuff because I've been scrambling with that and trying to keep up with the the Gold Cup for soccer since yeah, uh, me too. we talked about it last Sunday, and then then the U.S. did not bear do well Wednesday. No, should have been U.S. and Jamaica is what I was rooting for, but uh, they were both out, and it ended up being Mexico and Panama last night. So USA's out, out like that's it. It's done. done. The Gold Cup's done. Yeah, it, it finished last night. So Mexico won the Gold Cup because it's the North American, Central American teams. That's that's who's in that league. Mm-hmm. Um, Mexico won. They played at SoFi Stadium. Larger attendance than the Super Bowl. Damn, really? And everybody there was rooting for Mexico. It was nuts. Oh. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was uh, it was a fun game. I think they won it with like 80 at the 86th minute, 85 minutes, somewhere in there. Thanks to Ted Lasso, I understand what that actually means. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. We'll, we'll talk more about Ted soon. How about you? What have you been up to? I had a long weekend. But it was a short weekend. So, like, Friday night, I don't remember. It's a blur. Um, Saturday, I went over to my friend's pool, our Gotham Knights fan, Matt Kaplan, the only other one out there besides you. Uh, floated in the pool all day in that muggy. It was so suffocating. I was supposed to go hang out that night, play some Jackbox games. I came home, took a shower, laid down on bed, woke up, and it was Sunday. So missed all the phone calls and the texts and the, the general, hey, where the hell are you? Yeah. So I, I watched. Let me see. Where am I? I am up to the Superman and Lois episode. Mm. The episode after Lana slaps her daughter. I mean, yeah, you're not even halfway through the season. I'm not. I'm trying. It's yeah. you know. I what? would tell you to watch Gotham Knights to to make yeah. uh make our boy happy, but yeah, um, I don't think I think he'll be too old to remember ever seeing Gotham Knights by the time you get there. Yeah, I I am trying with the Superman and Lois. Uh, there's nothing else on TV that I'm really like focusing in on besides maybe the Mayans um, yeah. at the moment. And silo and hijack. I haven't gotten a silo yet, but I'm I'm trying to get through Superman and Lois so that we can we can finally talk about that. Yeah. Um, since that's wrapped up, I didn't even finish the last. The blacklist just ended. I don't know how. I don't know anything about that. Please don't spoil it. Mm. I'm trying to hold off and watch that all at some point this summer. <clears throat> but next week I'll give a, a recap. I'm sure you're excited for the end of Dead City for season yes. one of Dead City on AMC. Super excited for that. Yeah, Maggie and Negan. I know they're your favorites. They, they are. They are. Um, in sad Hollywood news, uh, actually, all Hollywood news is sad, but 
Yeah. Joe Manganiello. Joe Manganiello. And Sofia Vergara. Yeah. Are divorcing. Seven years. It's only been seven years. I felt like it's been longer than that. From what I understand, and I didn't read all of it, I just read some of the comments. The comments are just deplorable people um, that, that she's 51 and he wants kids or something like that. I don't know. He's only like 46, like, and not like only, but like, it's not like he's like no, young. He's not, but, and he has like one of the greatest game rooms in the history of owning a game room. His D&D table is absolutely ridiculous, custom made. Hi, Dom. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and she has a like a kid that's like three years younger than him, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, I know my wife is very excited that they are now divorced. So I'm sure she is. Back to, back I to. I said, uh, if you think that if you think I'm into geek stuff, you have no idea what you'd be in for. I mean, he even went on Mythic Quest just to play himself so that he could get to do the uh, motion capture stuff. Right. And he, be a video game superhero. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason he did Mythic Quest. You're not there yet. But when you get past the first season of Mythic Quest, eventually, when they're on season four season. or five, I I'm think we established the, you're not. No, I'm at the pandemic season. Okay. I'm at the pandemic, like the pan, the the screen cap on is him like this waving. So it's I think it's just before the pandemic. Good news is I am on the last episode of season three of Ted Lasso again. It's great. Everybody's very excited that you are something funny during the day. Continuing to be up to date on your uh, content. Uh, I am up to date on Comic-Con, San Diego style. Oh, there's a lot going or, on. Is Comic-Con anymore? It, it's well, always Comic-Con. It's been Comic-Con for 50 years. No, didn't they change the name? They changed the name out no, here. To like no, Wonder everywhere Street. else had to change their name because San Diego is the only uh, Comic-Con. That's right. They're everywhere all like, else is a Wonder Fest or a right, something right. Fest or a, you know. So this is coming in two days, actually, this starts. And I didn't realize we were like right up against it because so many people have canceled. Um, Wednesday has uh, an adult swim panel. Uh, Warner Brothers is doing something from 6 to 9.30 p.m. I don't know who that's for. Uh, That is Warner Brothers Television is hosting their annual preview night. Featuring the world premiere of the highly anticipated series, Adventure Time, Fiona and Cake. Uh, Alongside all new episodes of Riverdale, uh, Teen Titans Go, and screenings of Mrs. Davis and Superpowered, the DC story. How are there still new episodes of Riverdale? I thought it was finally done. No, they're stuck in the 50s. or I know, but that was this season. That should be over now. I I thought this was the last season. I thought the only show renewed was uh, Walker and mm. uh, Superman and Lois, but maybe not. Well, Thanks, Dom, by the way. Good seeing you, man. Um, uh, 6.15 will be something by Funko. Okay. Uh, well, they usually have their big displays with all the new pops that they ruin, you know, all the surprises in movies and TV shows with. Right. Uh, Thursday at 11 a.m., uh, from 11 a.m. to 12.30, Max Original Animation will be celebrating many of their new and returning animated shows, uh, including the previously mentioned Adventure Time, um, Young Love, new animated spinoff show of the Oscar-winning short Hair Love, uh, Should be Harley Quinn. Quinn season four preview, um, 11.30 to 12.30, Paramount Pictures is hosting a special Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem panel. I'm intrigued to see who pops into this because um, animation is not part of the SAG. Right. Right. So it's a different union. So I don't know if people can go promote those things as part of the SAG strike or if they won't go in support of the SAG strike. So it'll be intriguing to see how much actual news comes out of Comic-Con. I know our our, uh, our buddy Kevin Smith is doing shows all the nights and has his movies pop up um, every night going there. Um, unfortunately, he only sold them to Kevin Smith Club members. So they sold yeah. out before they went on sale to anybody else. 3.30 to 4.30, uh, Kevin Smith. I'm, I'm skipping over all the other stuff. 3.30 to 4.30, Kevin Smith is returning for a special Masters of the Universe Revolution panel. Nope. Uh, which at the time of this writing, 
will be joined by Chris Wood, Melissa, Melissa Benoist, uh, Griffin Newman, and Tiffany Smith. Uh, yeah, we'll see if that's uh, – so that's Orko. That's He-Man. Right. That is, well, He-Man and Prince Adam. Uh, she is the new Tila because I think that's Michelle right. Geller's out. Yes, and then uh, and then they it's uh, I forget the character that they introduced who is like Teal's buddy. Um, That's who Tiffany Smith is from five thirty to six thirty. He's going to host another panel for Chasing Chasing Amy. I said that right, Chasing Chasing yep. Amy. Uh, the documentary. Um, it's a documentary about the movie. Yeah, I mean, look if you think about that movie, it was groundbreaking. It, it's progressive for today's standards for movies yeah. that would come out in the theater. Um, yeah, and it's it still holds up. I watched it not too long ago. Uh, let's see. Saturday, we have 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Universal Pictures is celebrating Jurassic Park's 30th anniversary with a special timed entry event titled Step into Jurassic Park. Oh, that sounds terribly That's, exciting. Yep. 11 to 12 p.m., Warner Brothers Animation is back. Uh, with the Adult Swim comedy My Adventures with Superman, supposedly fantastic. Yeah, been getting good. great reviews. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jack Quaid is the voice of Superman in that. Right, right, right. Um, let's see. Uh, AMC. AMC from one to two. AMC will be bringing an in-depth first look at the future of the Walking Dead universe including the highly anticipated spin-offs Daryl Dixon and Rick and Michonne. Did I say that right, Michonne? Yep, yep. I'm, I'm more waiting for Rick and Michonne. I really don't care about Daryl. I, I think they that character has actually become boring the last few years. As well as currently airing The Walking Dead, Dead City. Uh, this panel will be held in Hall H because nothing else is being held in Hall H this nope. year. <laughs> and Walking Dead's had Hall H for years. Kevin Smith is not in Hall H for the first time in like six years this year. Really? Uh, he's he he was talked about it this past week. He's like, I don't have anything to promote. He's like, I don't have anything coming out. So why would I why would I do Hall H? He's got a movie he's filming soon, but that's it. Uh, and Masters is not Hall H worthy yet. I don't think. No Saturday, July twenty second. Uh, Apple TV Plus is hosting a special Snoopy lives it up on Apple TV panel. Nope. Okay. Uh, Hulu invites San Diego Comic-Con attendees to venture into the 3000th with a Futurama panel celebrated uh, the revival of the beloved sci-fi animated show. Um, uh, I hope those guys show up. That'd be cool. It doesn't say if there is any guests in here. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they can't at this point. You know, uh, like I said, even though they're not covered, I'm sure a lot of them are going to boycott in... One thirty to three thirty, Paramount uh, will do a Star Trek, Star Trek Universe panel, uh, which will feature exclusive content from Star Trek Discovery, Lower Decks, and Strange New Worlds. Uh, that actually is something I'll probably tune in to watch because Strange New Worlds just continues to just knock it out of the park every week. Yeah, I mean, tough thing with Comic Con though is there's nothing they don't stream anything from that except for people's phones. No. Uh, NBC is doing something for Quantum Leap. Then William Shatner is hosting a special panel discussion uh, reflecting on his iconic career. Uh, so TJ Hooker. It's great. Yeah. Can't wait. Oh, my God. I wish, if it It's going to be him sliding over car hoods. The entire panel is going to be fantastic. There's no way he's sliding over anything but the buffet. That's going to be awesome. I mean, uh, the dude still drives himself everywhere. He's in his 90s. No, I know. I know. He can Honestly, definitely slide over a car hood. He's fine. There's not a whole lot going on. Um, no, because I, I think be so, between the strikes, nobody wants to announce anything. And I no, think DC is going to go hide in their corner until they so, get through Blue Beetle and uh, according Aquaman. To this, and, I'll, and I'll round out this whole San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, Marvel Studios is out. Disney, Lucasfilm, HBO, Sony Pictures, Universal Pictures, and Netflix all pulled out um, because of the, the anticipation of the strike. Um Wheel of Time Season 2 panel is out. Uh, an inside look at Cruel Summer Season 2, that's out. Um, it, an exclusive sneak peek of Peacock's Twisted Metal, that's out. Um, <laughs> world you can drop that online, it'll get better press. The world premiere of the boys spinoff Gen V, that's out. Um, what else? 
A special that 70th show, 25th anniversary panel, that's out. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Legendary Entertainment, they're gone. Heel Season 2 preview, that's out. That's and didn't oh even know God. Season 1 finished. I knew. I bet you oh. watched it. I watched some of it. So over to this, to the Hollywood strike now. It's, it's now it's the Hollywood strike because the writers are on strike. The actors are on strike. Two thirds of the big unions that uh, One make of movies. Big, 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 big sticking points that I read that I wanted to mention was Hollywood wants to be able to say, take you, Jack, and cast you in the background as a background actor. Mm-hmm. It'll appear once, they scan you, and then they can use you in perpetuity. Perpetuity. Perpetuity, second time I got that word wrong, forever without paying you a cent for that. Yep, it's crazy, right? Which is, as it came out, uh, one of the guys, uh, Devin Sawa, one of the original Final Destination stars, was in Final Destination 5, not paid for because they they used a, a digital clip of him and they just didn't pay him. Yeah, it was just flashback clips. There was no yeah. new. There was no new new work right. for him. But no residuals, nothing for him. Yeah, that's well, like I, the clip shows from TV back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's absolutely awful that they're going to try and do that. Well, I wonder, but where where is the line with that, right? So, like, if you can't digitally, like, let's say Walking Dead, for instance, right? Yeah, this is playing playing devil's advocate with it. So, Walking Dead digitally multiplies the number of monsters in every. Uh, walkers in every scene that's a big horde right there's only like 20 of them they make it look like there's a thousand and that's all digitally duplicating those same walkers and just putting them around the rest of the screen so it looks full same thing with game of thrones and stuff like that now if there's no likeness and they do what let's say the flash movie did and blur me a little bit is it me i mean no technically Right, so where is the line? I think the the tough part is going to be where the line is with that. I, by the way, I completely disagree with Hollywood's approach to the right uh, production company's approach to this, where they want to do that just to get out of paying people and make. I think we've established last week uh, that the digitization of everything is god awful at this point. They just need to go back to shooting real people doing real things. Well, that's why Christopher Nolan set off a nuclear bomb, right? Uh, yeah, he did. He did. Um. So here's so I I agree with that. I I think it's deplorable that they're going to try and that they're trying to force that through, and and Bob Bob Iger Oof. not really not really coming at it as looking good right now, no, um, no. at all. Uh, but here's here's some of the stuff. So this there's Stranger Things season five was set to start filming in the next few weeks. Um, that's now been postponed until 2027. Really? 2027. Oh, That's four years away to start filming. It's a bigger time jump. Nobody's going to give a shit about Stranger Things by then. That's a horrible decision. Unless everybody else is, in, unless all of the those kids are under contract for other stuff and they can't get out of it now. Um, what are, Euph- Euphoria? You watch Euphoria? I don't. Uh, it's on my list. Well, you're good. You can take your time. Season three was going to release uh, in 2025. That's pushed back a year. Now that's going to 26, uh, which means all of the actors will be in their 30s. That's a high school show, isn't it? Uh, I think they're out of high school now. No, they're definitely out of high school by the time season three comes up. The Last of Us season two uh, should arrive in 2025 at the earliest. However, as things are currently looking... That's probably going to get pushed back as well. Uh, Emily in Paris season four is getting pushed um, until 2024. And wait, isn't that a Paris show though? Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought, I didn't think that was Screen Actors of America. I thought that was mostly uh, French actors too. Yeah. That this is again, I'm reading, I'm going off of TikTok here. Um, Got it. Um, uh, Wednesday season two is on an indefinite hiatus at the moment. I mean, uh, some of so, that's a little weird, right? Now, here's the last one for this for this TikTok before I go back to this stuff. Uh, Avatar three and four have already been filmed and are in post production, but Avatar five 
has been pushed all the way back to 2030. Yeah, don't which means Zoe Saldana will be 53 when it releases. It doesn't matter. She already filmed all her scenes for it. Not for the fifth one, I she don't She just think. has to talk. <laughs> but that's 2030. I have no interest to see it now. And if Zoe Saldana's character makes it to season to the fifth installment of that, they're doing something wrong with their storytelling. Because they've already started transitioning it away from them and to the kids. So I I didn't watch it. So they are fancy names, Jack. I, I'm good at I'm good at naming things. Which Jack. which when you get the next chance, go check out Mysterious Ways. They are playing all sorts of great tribute shows to you two all over the place. So so go there, check them out when I you actually get. have uh, a couple shows coming up in the next week or two. Um that's why that's why I advertised it for him. Um so Indiana Jones. Oh, wait. So the one it. thing that's not before we get to that, oh, I wasn't yeah, sure yeah. if this was on your list. So not postponed at all uh -huh. is uh House of the Dragon. I, They're I, still I, going. I totally forgot to mention that. It's because they're a different guild over there. And the, that guild over there literally told them if you strike, you're breaking our law. Mm -hmm. And are subject to fines and whatnot, but because that's all that's a whole English different thing. Um, one thing I did find that was actually really interesting, also before I go to that, was at the Oppenheimer preview. Um, they actually at the red carpet thing they moved the red carpet whole they moved the whole thing back a, a, a couple hours to give the actors time to go in case there was a strike and. The strike happened while they were going into the theater, and they turned around and left and left the premiere. No, it was it was playing, and they left. It was they in, left the, in the middle of the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Christopher Nolan knew that was going to happen, and so the actors were pretty much prepared for that to happen anyway. Um, I mean, you know, I that movie I still definitely want to go see. I, I'm really leaning on um, going to see that in IMAX 700 millimeter or whatever it is. Are there is there one around here that has a it's it's what six tons they have to have yeah. build a special room to play it so King of King of Prussia has it Got I it. hope it's the room where the chair moves and they shoot fire in your face during the forty X room Yeah I hope it's in there Those I want, aren't I, want I want a guy with a flamethrower at the front of the theater shooting flames into the, into my face while the movie's on Good luck okay. uh, That is not going to be in forty X by the way the forty X movie yeah. for this run is Mission Impossible Barbie and Oppenheimer are not in forty X. Okay, I would definitely still go see Mission Impossible in 40X. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, that's another one. Um, so Indiana Jones has made its, has passed its budget, but it's really far from breaking even still. From the marketing ploy that they've been playing for the last three years? <laughs> so according to Box Office Mojo, Indiana Jones's box office has exceeded 302 million worldwide, surpassing its production budget of 295 million. However, the film has still not broken even and has not even become profitable with the sizable production production budget, not including the tens of millions spent on press and advertising. Um, it still has a very long way to go. I haven't seen this yet, and I still really want to see this, but. It's falling down my list of what, like, when I want, you know what I mean? Like, I've it's, heard great it's things small. about it. I, I've heard that it's a real good nostalgia movie. That's what, that's, what uh, Hollywood, that's what Hollywood thinks that we all want. And they're learning quickly that that is not what everybody wants. Everybody would rather have good movies. Uh, yes. Um, Mission Impossible 7, which I definitely want to see before Indiana Jones at this point. Uh, fell, has fallen short of the original 90 million domestic projections for its opening weekend. Uh, its current projection, projections land it at a three-day total of 54.2 and a five-day of 78 million, falling behind the total of the lukewarm Indiana Jones, which had a 60 million three-day and 83.9 uh, give, give day. Well, that was uh, also 4th of July versus random right. Wednesday, right? So... However, the international numbers for Mission Impossible already look strong, and um, it definitely won't flop with a $300 million budget and a freaking massive cliffhanger. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know that there's a massive cliffhanger. 
there's definitely a cliffhanger. I don't know if it's massive. I just I'm I'm piping yeah. the movie up. Well, Tom Tom Cruise specifically said I wanted film because because he's Tom Cruise and can do whatever he wants. Yes. Um, said I want it to be a complete movie. Did I don't you... want to leave the crowd like, oh my god, what's got like there can be that. He's like, but I want to make sure that we wrap up this movie. Did you see the behind the scenes of the of the motorcycle stunt? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, of Simon Pegg standing there. There's yeah, I watched, a, I watched it in the theater. Oh, of Simon. They were in like a 20 minute video about that stunt before oh one of the movies that I saw. Because I'm one of the few people that still gets there before the previews, if I can. So do I. So do I. I I'm, I'm all about the previews. I love Because I like a six hour movie that's only two hours long. It's great. Right. Um, do you remember that Tron movie that we talked about a while back? The new one. Yes, right. Tron Legacy. Yeah, I tried to uh, watch the original because uh, my kid's high school band show is Tron the Grid, which is okay. from Tron Legacy, uh, which we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I tried to watch the original Tron with him, and I, I still have 20 minutes that I have to go finish because he couldn't look up from his phone. He was so bored, which is a shame because it holds up. It's great. It's super I, fun. So this movie is starring... Uh, our favorite Joker, Jared Leto. Yeah. And um, Evan Peters will be in an undisclosed role mm-hmm. alongside Greta Lee, Jody Turner-Smith, mm-hmm. and uh, Cameron Monaghan of Shameless and Cal Kestis uh, notoriety. Yeah, and the, and the best Joker in the last 20 years. Um, from even though he was never Joker, but Jerome on Gotham. Oh my god, he was fantastic. He was great. He was absolutely great. Uh I, I I can't I have no no argument for that whatsoever. Um Well that's interesting. Look, I'm I I don't know where they're going with it. I watched Legacy and I don't remember it at all. I'm gonna have it's on my list to watch again soon. I think wasn't Olivia Wilde or Olivia yes. Munn one of A the Olivia's that was Olivia Wilde. Wild. And Jeff Bridges was in it, yep. right? And it was, wait, 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 Garrett Hedlund. Yeah, who I don't even remember who that is. Yeah. His kid. Uh, yeah, that, but I don't remember who the act. I don't know that act. If you, if you put me in a room with that actor, I would have no yeah, idea no, who I he was. Remember, I don't know how I remember the name. Uh, I can't remember how to say people's names. Um, the Oppenheimer budget. Can you guess? I'll give you one guess before we move on because we don't need to spend a ton of time on that. What the budget was? Budget for often like three fifty or three hundred million, wasn't it? One hundred. Oh, look at that! One hundred million. That's what happens when you use a real nuclear bomb. You blow everything up. Yeah. Um. All right. Or when you actually film people doing actual things and not have to add it in afterwards. Before we before we jump over to the Emmy thing, Jack Ryan, the latest season is out now, right? You said it. All of the episodes are dropped. They were dropping two a week for like a month. Okay, so the whole and it's done now. The whole that's done. I, I guess I don't know. I watched. I started the first episode, and I'm so anti spy stuff after Secret Invasion. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't make it more than ten minutes in. Okay. Uh, it was. Over it this, was one of those. Look at this guy from four seasons ago. You remember him? I'm like, no, nope, not at all. So we've had one, two, three, four. We've had five Jack Ryan's on screen, which gives us enough to rate rank them. Okay. Yeah. We had the Hunt for Red October's Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. He played him. Uh, then they switched over to Harrison Ford for two two movies. Yeah. Okay. Then they went to uh, Ben Affleck for a for, movie. For Some of All Fears. Yeah. Some of All Fears. Then they went to Chris Pine Yeah. for a movie. And now John Krasinski has played him for four seasons. Four seasons? Four yes, seasons. This is the two. fourth season. Okay. How do you rank them? Kenya. Now I read the so I read all the books. I read all the the Jack Ryan novels, all the way through Rainbow Six and everything with all of the the. So I have a guess a different look. But we aged him into the wrong order, is the problem. Yes. yes. Because we should have started with Chris Pine, and then you could have gotten older as you went, right? And um... do you do you have a favorite? Can you do you even have enough data I, to rank? Them? I enjoyed Chris Pine's actually. 
That's the only one I didn't see. Um, I did enjoy. I mean, look, Harrison has some of the best lines, but uh, he was cast as like the older action star. I mean, thirty years before, he's still the older action star. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I enjoyed Chris Pine's. I I saw all of them. I'm pretty sure, and I I do like. I do like Krasinski's, and I think that shot more like the books than any of the other ones. It is. So, you know, it's it's a stylistic thing, but I don't know what he's supposed to look like. Like, I know Reacher is looks like Alan Richardson and not Tom Cruise, but I don't know what Jack Ryan is supposed to look like. I So if I had to rank them overall, I would, I would put Krasinski at the top, be, not just because it's the freshest, but because I think he's closest. Affleck, for me, is second because he's, again closest where he's an analyst but he does some like action stuff then then ford then baldwin who actually didn't do a bad job at that time in that role um yeah i don't know that i've ever seen the hunt for Red october really really good movie yeah. uh, if you put away put away how much of a psychopath alec baldwin has become and look he's at fine. Young, i love baldwin i don't have a problem with him look at him back then he's it's it's a great and sean connery is is wonderful because he's great in almost everything yeah baldwin's had like 10 kids since he turned 60 he's rowdy yeah uh i would recommend the chris pine one though i i really i was like this is gonna be great they're gonna do this and then like everything chris pine does they're like nah just kidding yeah poor because they keep thinking he's a movie star and he is but he's not a uh box office draw here's this big franchise but they keep trying they keep throwing him at him yeah He's an okay. Um, he's an okay Captain Kirk. He's not a great Captain Kirk. Well, I, I look, look. Let's let's think about the movies that they keep banking on this year. If we look at our leading men, there's no movie stars. Like you, you, you have Harrison Ford. You have Tom Cruise. Well, you have he, Michael Keaton. Cruise is probably the best. Cruise is still sixty-one. Yeah. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like. All of your big stars that you're banking on oh, this not, year you for your movies? Yeah, you don't have any any young people. Are like 60 plus. Keaton's in his 70s. Yep. Like, here's here's where we're at, right? Like, the, And they wonder why these young kids who don't even know who these people are, they're banking on the nostalgia of people our age. Right. Who are like, no, I'm, these movies aren't good, so I don't care about the nostalgia. Yeah. And they're thinking that matters, whereas these young kids are like, I'm just going to watch Netflix because uh, it has rom-coms and things I want to watch. Right. Uh, all right. We'll go through some of these uh, uh, Emmy things here. The Emmy, uh, Emmy nominations came out. Uh, this will be the 75th annual Emmys. Uh, do we have a host? Did they say who was hosting yet? Oh, I don't, I don't know if we do have one or not. I, don't, I didn't see who's hosting. I don't know that they... they, they barely had a host the last last year there was Kimmel it's probably Kimmel again yeah maybe it might not be anybody um this is supposed this is going to be uh September 18th uh live from the Peacock Theater which was formerly the Microsoft Theater fascinating yeah uh oh yes a host for the Fox ceremony has not yet been revealed got it okay best drama series we have Andor. Yep. Better Call Saul. Yep. The Crown. Okay. House of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Succession. Mm-hmm. White Lotus. Mm. And Yellow Jackets. It's a really, really good field. I know you've seen all of them. Um... I, I have seen one, two, three of them, and that's pretty good for me. That that is. Um, do you do you think they give it to Succession because it's over? Uh, yeah, but so's Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Um, you know, I'm I don't. Gonna, uh, this this so this is not all of Better Call Saul's last season that this is nominated for. This is the okay. last like three episodes. One of them, um, if she's nominated, Rhea, uh, whose last name I can't remember. Roman? Nope. Damn nope. it. Rhea Horn, uh, who is, or Seahorn. Um, she was exceptional in one of these last few episodes of that show. I hope she's not, and I hope she wins for it. I think it'll go to succession. Um, I, but I, I would like it to be uh, Better Call Saul or Andor. 
honestly. I don't see Andor getting it. I just I don't think they're going to give something Star Wars related as good as Andor was. I don't think they're going to give it to something Star Wars related. I I would say, and again, I'm I'm going off of only knowing a little bit. I don't think The Last of Us is going to get it either. It depends on what episode they submitted for Last of Us. So if okay. it's one of the standard oh. episodes, then no. If they, if they only them. submitted the one with um with Bill, it, what's it? Bill yeah. and um with with Bill Nick and Frank. Hoffman. Bill and Frank. Bill and Frank. Right? Yeah. If they submit that episode, they should win hands down. Right. But I don't, I don't know how that would work for them if they have to submit an atypical episode or not. Um. All right. Best actor in a drama series. Mm-hmm. We got Jeff Bridges for The Old Man. Brian Cox for Succession. Kieran Culkin for Succession. Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. Pedro Pascal for The Last of Us and Jeremy Strong for Succession. You think all the Succession guys cancel each other out? I don't. Um, I would like it to be Odin. Well, no, but he wasn't that fantastic in those last few episodes. Who was the first one again? Uh, Jeff Bridges from The Old Man. I think they might give it to Bridges. I mean, the dude, the dude's his first, the dude, right? First of all. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's his first TV show, really. Right. And he came back from cancer, starting the show. They got to figure this strikeout so they can finish season two. Um, but he was wonderful on that show. I know it's on your list. Um, it's, but he was he was really, really good on that. Uh, I'm going to predict him. I'm writing these down so we can go look after the Emmys. Okay. I, I'm not giving as much of an opinion because I haven't seen a lot of this stuff. I, I personally okay. think the succession guys cancel each other out and that it would either be Bridges or Odenkirk. I don't think Pedro is going to get the nod on this one. I mean, that and Pedro wasn't that great in last week. Well, yeah. Uh, be- best actress in a drama series. Yeah. Sharon Horgan from Bad Sisters. Okay. Melanie Linsky from Yellow Jackets. Elizabeth Moss from The Handmaiden's Tale. Bella Ramsey, The Last of Us, Carrie Russell in The Diplomat, and Sarah Snook from Succession. Mm. That's a tough one too, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't seen as many of those. Melanie Linsky won last year. Okay. Uh, last time Yellow Jackets was nominated. Uh, she she's, she's not as good in season two, but she's not in season two as much. The fact that, honestly, for season two that Juliette Lewis is not nominated is shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Um. Because she did a lot more great work this season than Melanie Linsky in season two. Uh, maybe she's up for supporting. I don't know. Um, I'm not sold on any of those. I think they give it to um, that chick from Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Um, let's see. It's because I don't know that she's won since maybe season I'm one. I'm going to just throw a dart and say Carrie Russell for the hell of it. Okay. So just note that, that I said that. Um, best supporting actor in a drama series. I don't know how he's nominated, but F. Murray Abraham's nominated for the White Lotus. Didn't he get canceled? Uh, no, there's rumors he got canceled, and that's why okay. he was his his character in White Lotus definitely was canceled. Gotcha. Uh, but he was amazing okay. on the season of White Lotus. So F. Murray Abraham for White Lotus. Nicholas Braun for Succession. Michael Rosenbaum. I'm sorry, Michael Imperioli for the White Lotus. Ooh. Theo James for White Lotus. Matthew McFadden for Succession. Alan Ruck for Succession. Will Sharp for White Lotus. And Alexander Skarsgård for Succession. I have no idea. I would, two shows. Uh, I would have to... I, I think they'll give it to Imperioli. Okay. Um, or... It's tough. He's great... But the, I, and they love him, right? Right. Theo James was better and played a really fascinating character in White Lotus. Um, but I'm going to go Imperioli. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to notice Yellowstone missing from all these. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Best supporting actress in a drama series. Yes. Literally comes down to: Do you like White Lotus? Jennifer Coolidge from White Lotus. She's going to win. Huh. She's going to win, but keep going. Uh, Elizabeth uh, Debicki from The Crown. Megan Fay from White Lotus. Sabrina M. Something from The White Lotus. Aubrey Plaza from White Lotus. Rhea Seahorn from Better Call Saul. Ooh. 
Jay Smith Cameron for Succession and Simona Tabasco for White Lotus. All right. Um, I think it will be Coolidge, but I'm going to write down Rhea Seahorn because I already said I wanted her to win and she should win because she has done fantastic work for four seasons on Better Call Saul and never got recognized. I'm going to just guess Aubrey Aubrey Plaza because I like Parks and Rec, but I, I... she she was good. Great. Yeah. She was she was really good, but Jennifer Coolidge is just unreal for how good she was. And she won the Golden Globe for for this season of White Lotus. Jennifer Coolidge did. Oh yeah? Yeah. Which is why I'm predicting that she'll she'll win, but I'm I'm hoping it's Rhea Seahorn. Okay. Uh we'll do a couple more of these. Best comedy series. Yep. Most most Ab- of them are not comedies, but great. <laughs> Abbott Elementary. That's a comedy, right? That is. Barry's a comedy, right? Nope. Barry okay. hasn't been comedy since season two. <laughs> the Bear? Not a comedy. Okay. Jury Duty? That is a comedy. Apparently, that's hysterical. My wife keeps telling me to watch that. It's on my... Uh, I heard, too. I heard if... if so if, that's your funny show now that you're done, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, the Mar- I'm not done, Ted Lasso, yet. I'm not ready for a good cry. Again. I'll be ready for a good cry tomorrow. Uh, the Marvelous Miss Maisel? Only okay. Murders in the Building, season Ted two. Lasso... And Wednesday. I don't think this season of Ted Lasso was strong enough to give it best comedy series. I think it was a little too all over the place at first, but it tied up wonderfully. I don't know that I consider it a comedy series this season. Not as much as the first two. Right. Like I didn't laugh. I laughed, but I felt sad like in a in a in a oh my god this is so wonderful kind of way but not in a com- not in a comedic kind of way no I think they give it to Marvelous Miss Maisel Shit we agree Um we're going to do the uh actors and actresses thing um, for comedy series and then I'll skim through for other stuff Yeah but that uh, my my reasoning behind that is mostly just because I'll, and I don't I haven't watched Marvelous Miss Maisel um but I feel like it is probably still more of a comedy than all these other ones that are in this category that haven't been comedies in forever. Barry was, I, Barry was hardly ever a comedy. It was like dark, dark comedy the first season. And then it's just like weird, quirky, super dark. And the bear, all they do is fucking yell at each other. It's every, it's brutal. My wife was watching. I'm like, all they're doing, all they do is yell. It's like I'm hanging out in South Philly. I'm going to guess Abbott Elementary only because it's local. Okay. Uh, now let's do the. We're gonna do the actors, actors supporting and supporting for comedy, and then I'll skim yep. through the rest just to get us through this. Best actress in a comedy series. I'm gonna tell you right now, Christina Applegate's gonna get the win. Yes. Uh, f- for Dead to Me, Rachel Rachel Bronze Bronsnahan. Bronsnahan. Yep. Mm-hmm. For Marvelous Miss Maisel. Uh, Lois Lane. Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary, Natasha for Poker Face, and Jenna Ortega for Wednesday. I still think they're going to give it to Christina Applegate yeah. because of all that she's going through. She's, um, she's not acting ever again. That was she, her last thing, so I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, best Actor in a Comedy Series. <laughs> Adrian Pascal. Bill Hader for Barry. Yep. Uh, Martin Short for Only Murders in the Building. He had a good season. Jason Siegel for Shrinking, which you said was really oh. real. Jason yeah. Sudeikis for Ted Lasso and Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. Um, I, it'll probably be Jeremy Allen White for The Bear, but I'm going to go with Jason Siegel because he was amazing. It's it's he he hit really high highs, he hit really low lows. Shrinking was one of my favorite shows of the year. You, yeah, you had said that. Harrison um, Ford's great in it. Oh, it's it was written by the guys from Ted Lasso. Fred Goldstein is one of the writers on it. If I have to pick. I'm going to pick Martin Short just out of nostalgia. Mm. Yeah, he's barely. I mean, there's there's they're kind of leads on that show, but not really. Um, Best supporting actor in a comedy series. Anthony Carrigan for Barry. Phil Mm. Dunster for Ted Lasso. Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso. James Marsden for Jury Duty. Eben Moss Backrack for The Bear. Tyler James Williams, Abbott Elementary, and Henry Winkler for Barry. I know who I want to win. I want Phil Dunster to win. Which one's he? Is he Jim, Beard? 
It's Jamie Tart. Oh, I'll I'll go with that. I'll take Jamie. I think he has had the best arc. Yeah. Next to Nate of any character on that show. I thought he had a eh, and until they shit the bed with him and Roy fighting over. Well, it? yeah. Before that, I agree with you. Yeah. I was like, I I really like what they've done with that character this season. Like, I actually don't dislike him anymore. No. All right. Best supporting actress in a comedy series. Uh, Alex Borstein for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, Ayo Adibri for The Bear. Janelle James, Abbott Elementary. Sherry Lee Ralph, Abbott Elementary. Juno Temple for Ted Lasso. Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso. Jessica Williams for Shrinking. So they've alternated years. Hannah Waddingham won two years ago. Cheryl um, won last year. I... I I don't think I think she was a good character in the third season, but aside from that one episode with with the the, the Dutch guy, guy, yeah, that uh, she was largely invisible for that. I, Who was the last one you said again? Uh, Jessica Williams for Shrinking. I don't I don't know who Jessica Williams is, but let me let me see who that is, and I will let you know if that's. Uh... Uh, uh, I don't think she will win. She was great. Um. Uh. Yeah. I. I. I am split on this one because I don't know. I'm just gonna say Juno Temple because I like Ted Lasso. Okay. Um, I'll go. I'll go with uh, Jessica Williams, even though I don't think she will. But I think I, she, what, I liked since, her the best. Since we have a couple of weeks before this all comes out, uh, I'm gonna hold off. And we'll go back and revisit that. Um, kind of, kind of sprinkle it out through other shows. Because that was like 20 minutes on just that. Sure. Um, let me go through these things real fast before yeah. we... Uh, Miss Marvel's nominated for a few? Yeah, I haven't even gone down that far to look. But well, you have to really dig. This is for like best, um, yeah. best uh, intro music and <laughs> best soundtrack in credits or some crazy stuff. Um, one of the things that Mr. Iger has said is that they're going to make less Star Wars... 11 years after $4 billion Lucasfil Lucasfilm purchase. And there's rampant rumors that Kathleen Kennedy was fired uh, after the atrocious box office that Indiana Jones was projecting to have. Um, I, I haven't seen anything from an actual reliable source. Just right. a lot of those, we got this covered and, and those kind of places that yeah. aren't always... Cosmic um, book news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you okay with them saying they're going to make less Star Wars? Um, I don't. I don't know how uh, movies. Movie wise, I don't know how they can. In general, they're going to producing fewer Star Wars releases to control spending and limit financial deficits. I'm still Every waiting to see if the acolyte was actually canceled or not. It wasn't. I I've heard that there's going to be more Jedi in that than you can handle. From what I was reading before. Then uh, then, yeah, I I'm. Look, if you get it all the time, it's not special when it comes out anymore, right? Like, that's that's the thing, right? It's not a treat if it's always there. It's just something that's always there, and then you become kind of numb to it. Um, I, 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 yeah, it's, and it's part of what, what the problem with all these movie box offices, right? Like, if I get it on my TV every week, I don't, I don't need to go to the movie theater to see it. I'll wait six weeks and see it on my TV again. Um. Over uh, over in the uh, DC world real fast, um, the Flash's final box office prediction limps below Green Lantern's domestic take. I love it. I'm so happy about it. I love it. <laughs> like, just the, the Flash's international earnings of $156 million, total $263 million, Puts it higher than the condemned Green Lantern's two hundred nineteen million, but that's overall. It okay. just brought, it brought just one hundred and six million domestic. Ten million dollars right. below Green Lantern's one hundred and sixteen. I'm makes happy. Me happy. Yeah, I'm happy about it too. Um, uh, next week, I want to talk about the um, the Superman movie a little bit more and of the castings and whatnot. They did just cast Anthony Carrigan as Metamorpho. That's one of the castings, not the big yeah. ones, but yeah, no, one of the castings. We'll go in it. We'll get into the other ones later. Um, 
I want to, um, before we wrap this up with Secret Evasion, uh, two quick little uh, Marvel points. Haley Atwell, who was um, very, very, uh, she's doing her press tour for for um, Mission Impossible, really wasn't happy with how Captain Carter was portrayed in Multiverse of Madness at all. Yeah, I saw that. It, uh, why, why, why would she be? I mean, I'm I, waiting, supposedly there's a season two of What If coming out at some point that has Captain Carter back in it. So That's nice. <laughs> I'm sure you watched the first season. And with, I did actually. We talked about it. I know. I don't remember. remember. I, was, I, I hated I the zombie. You finished thing. it though, did you? No, I did. I, I hated sorry. the zombie thing. No, I finished it. It's it was actually a good zombies. ending. Um, according to Deadpool creator Rob Liefeld, he says that uh, Deadpool 3's biggest spoilers haven't haven't leaked yet. Excuse me, which is good because they're leaking it all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. every day there's new shot. And well, not now there's not because they also stopped filming. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm a little over uh, the same. And bef- okay, real fast before we go to um, before we go to that, I want to really quick uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Um, the episode this past week, uh, there was a accident with a shuttle. There's always an accident with a shuttle. Oh. And, and um, Spock and Nurse Chapel were in a shuttle together. Uh, Spock's fiance was coming up to the Enterprise with uh, her family and Spock's mother to have this uh, Vulcan ritual for their engagement. And due to the accident in the shuttle, uh, the shuttle was almost destroyed. And these aliens from a wormhole, because there's always aliens in a wormhole, uh, they fixed Spock and they fixed Nurse Chapel. But because they had never seen a Vulcan before, they made Spock like Nurse Chapel. So Spock was human. Mm. Ethan Peck is sensational in this episode. He is absolutely awesome. If you haven't seen this, I'm not going to go into the rest of it. The nuances that he brings to that character are perfect. And they're keeping certain canon things canon where in the original series, Ahura has never seen nor met Spock's fiance to bring and they've managed to, in both episodes where T'Pring has been present, they've managed to keep Ahura away from seeing or talking to her in any way, shape, or form. It's like a little side note. That's, mm. that's actually kind of cool. This, this cast is just so damn good. And then we go to Secret Invasion. Yeah, they are still uh, spoilers for Secret Invasion, episode four. If they are still convinced that I give a shit about Talos. Well, there's no reason to give a shit about him now. Well, isn't there? Like, come on. Or is there? Right. Because that's that's the problem with this. They've they've made sure to establish repeatedly on this show already there are no stakes and nothing matters. It's like it's like whose line is it anyway, where all the points are fake and uh and everything's made up. But it, not, not, none of it matters, it seems to be, in Secret Invasion. We just we were talking before the show. We, there is the trailer that just dropped today that looks like a great show, but it's definitely not the one we've gotten so far. It, the pacing is so wrong. It's This was billed as a spy-type show, kind of harkening back to you know old spy mo- shows or movies, and I, I don't get it. I, I really, I don't get it. It's there's, just There's not the tension that you need, no. ever. No, it's not bad CGI this time. It's not like, it's not something like that, but the story, there's no stakes. Like, I, I like, okay. Killing off Maria Hill at the beginning. That's a high stake. I'll give you that. But you totally did disservice to the character by killing her off. When, when you killed, um, Daenerys, then a couple episodes later, everybody knew she was coming back. Right. The promotional stuff for had her in the last couple episodes. So there was no high stakes there. And, and we, what, what I texted you, which which is what's driving me nuts about this, because it is a trope in the comic books where they're like, yeah, I just don't leave my heart on that side where all of you or right. whatever they have, they're reptiles to begin with. So it doesn't even necessarily work the same, right? Reptilian. Like, but it's like, why would I leave my heart right where a human heart is? That doesn't make any sense if I'm going to get attacked, right? Like, 
and they're shapeshifters. Why wouldn't you be able to stab them through the hand and they reform around it? Like all of those things like don't make sense as to why they need extra powers to do that. Yeah. Right. Like the, the only way to kill them in the comics is like shoot them in the head. It's they're like zombies in the, in the prince, right? You got to get them in there or figure out where they hid their brain in their body. Cause again, Right. Shapeshifters, shapeshifters can move internal organs around in this world that we're in from these things. Right. So it, they're driving me nuts with like skipping that part. It's probably because the guy um, who is the showrunner never read Secret Invasion or oh, right. had anything to do with it. They didn't want him to read it. Before. No, because they wanted us. We're we're super invested in this uh, seventy again, seventy four year old man and this sixty year old man who's been in approximately one and a half movies and was a bad guy for most of the first one, but he's yeah. been saving the world for 30 years. So it's okay. But, but next episode, Nick Fury puts his eye patch back on. Yeah. I was like, what is what, what? that eye patch better shoot some kind of laser beam out to kill the scroll. Cause he's fighting super scroll. Yeah. And like, he's a guy that can't even, he's like, I'm not running. I'm too old. I'm not running. I'm good. Right. I'm going to walk. Slowly. I'll walk there. I'll walk slowly everywhere. Yeah, uh, it's look, unless Olivia Coleman comes out and is just a badass in these last two episodes, they have done a complete disservice to the show. I hope so. And it's just, it's a shame because I remember we were both looking forward to this one. Um, this was supposed to be, you know, this was supposed to be the Andor of Marvel. That's what everybody said. That's what the, the, the what the previews, everything. Ever, oh, this is it's absolutely nothing like Andor. It's more like the Coruscant episode of Mandalorian. That's more yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's it, the yeah every the pacing screwed up. Oh my god, Rhodey was a skull. It's shocking, right? Um, right. And again, now how long? And they're saying it's been like a long time. But then what do you? How, how much stuff are we going to re- randomly retcon with this? Or are we going to retcon nothing? The the other the other thing was was um, Ross. How long was he? How long was he a, a scroll? Right. We've just left that hanging. And he said they interviewed him, uh, Martin Freeman, and he said he said I. I know nothing. And when I was, when I did Wakanda forever, I played him like a human because they told me nothing. So there's no wreck. There's nothing there unless they decide to retcon it basically is what he said. Um, right. The, the retconning sucks. And I'm going through, we're going through retconning in, in the destiny story, but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother time. So, yeah, I uh, will, we'll see where they go. Uh, there's two episodes left. Uh, I'm excited for it to be over. I hope it ends on a high note. And then the next, the next thing we have to look forward to is Ahsoka next month, which uh, Ashley Eckstein, who voiced Ahsoka in the cartoons, basically said, if you really want to enjoy this, go watch everything ever created by Star Wars ever. Go watch all the um, cartoons. Go watch everything. It, look, well, <laughs> look. <laughs> we know how Dave Filoni writes. There's going to be a shitload of Easter eggs. Yes. Um, the problem with most of the, and this, this is what's happening in, in Secret Invasion the same same way, right? Like, if you haven't been watching the show or watching all the other 35 Marvel properties, you have no idea what's going on in this. And their assumption is that everybody watched Captain Marvel enough times that you're invested in the scrolls and right. their story. Right. Where nobody really is. No. Because no, everybody watched Captain Marvel once. I think it would have been better off had they let the writers read secret invasion and you may have gotten something a little bit truer any to... of them. there was three different ones let them read any of them right i yeah they've yeah. They, they, they've definitely missed the mark so far look there's a chance they turn it around the last two episodes um i hope and uh, not if they're 33 minutes long but we'll see what happens so I hope. as uh, as always everybody thanks for finding us and finding the geek spot with us uh you know, tell your friends, drop a slide, drop a five star rating, drop us a review on wherever you get your podcast from. And, uh, you know, drop us a, a comment below too. let us know who you think are going to win the Emmys. We'll uh, we'll come back and we'll visit once they're once they're there and we'll uh, we'll see who's right. We'll uh, catch up uh, on more Emmy nominations next week. And other than that, like gigs for me, but you can always check me out at jackkidmusic.com. Uh, I have nothing. All right. See you all soon. See ya. Oh, <laughs> oh,